Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. And we are following the glorious, glorious yachty drama that is Howard's Woo! So, this episode first broadcast in the 5th of October, 1987. <gasps> wow. Oh my gosh. Another cracking episode. It's amazing. So, IMDB says about this episode, Sarah worries about Mark. Yeah. Who's vanished. Well, that's probably yeah. a, a grateful yeah. thing. Jan moves forward with her retail stores and empire. Marvellous. Tom receives notice that the divorce is final. I think Jan did as well. Um, we didn't I, hear that though, did we? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they both got letters at the same time. Did they? Yeah, they did. That's when the post actually arrived on time. Um, Charles takes a financial risk against Daddy Edward. Uh, Sir, Edward uh, Sir John serves tie, uh, severs ties uh, with Charles. And Polly learns the identity of Gerald's sick friend. <gasps> Ooh, oh, there's a lot well, of other gorgeous things was, that happen yeah. in this episode. But and I'm sure we might talk about we some of may. them. We, we may. Or we may not, or by judging by our past um, I, We would quite like to apologise um, about last week's episode. We were holding it as like the... like sort of the man stain it's quite like big opus thing um <laughs> and then we completely is. forgot <laughs> yeah so so what jonathan is trying to say I very think, badly very badly is that there was a massive cliffhanger <laughs> at the we, end of the last episode we, but we, we we wrapped up the podcast a little bit too rapidly obviously uh, dinner was calling or something like that and <laughs> Anyway, we could totally forgot to mention the massive cliffhanger at the end of the last episode, and we do apologize. We'd like to apologize. So the big, big thing from last week's episode that it ended with Sarah and Ken having lovely nookie in the complete open on the back of a gorgeous yeah, they yacht. They were canoodling a motor motor yacht, and then from the cliffs. There's a gentleman lurking in the bushes. With binoculars and an anorak. With, yeah. And it was... And we thought it was a local pervert, but it turns out no, that it, it wasn't. it wasn't, no. Uh, he's, he's otherwise engaged in the local lavatory. Um, it was the delightful and rather boring Mark Foster. Yeah. So, so that's how was, that episode ended. Yeah, and that was a big cliffhanger. And he sees them, they see him... Cue the credits, roll the, roll the jazzy music, and off we go. I know. So we forgot totally to mention that. We Oops. Forgot. Oops. Yeah. So uh, badass, naughty corner, better. blah, could blah, blah. Uh, inbox your complaints. Marvellous. Um, so this episode, again, really, really cracking episode. They're obviously up the budget. So the episode starts in the Howard family um, with the uh, lovely Leo with his top on. It's better yeah. with the top off, but mm, well, we yeah. get we get we'll get to that. So anyway, he's being sort of quite smug and everything because his yeah. his uh, empire, his, yeah. his business. So John's John's going on about about business square footage or some such thing for her retail her, her retail space, and then Leo just suddenly drops into the conversation about his own retail 
yeah. workshop, whatever space, and everyone's surprised. And like, oh, like, what's this? What's going on? It seems like suddenly overnight, from going from a motorbike um, with a, a paintbrush and a, and some some paint to, to paint some boats, is now suddenly gone to yeah. oh my god, Emporium, where yeah. he's renting renting surfboards so and Leo's jet become skis. a captain of industry I overnight. Know, overnight, it's just like, gosh, that happens. I mean to get a contract through for commercial property that must happen really quick in tarrant well it seems to well there's there's well we'll come, <laughs> well, to come to later the, come to the but, lovely jam but, but yes yeah, speed, <laughs> speedy property deals seem to be a tarrant speciality i know it uh, and divorces as well they seem to they seem to go through quite quickly because it was only a few days ago a few episodes ago where they were just they were nattering s- about yeah, it. signing the paperwork <laughs> it's like oh wow unless time more time elapses than we realise between episodes. The, the time vortex—they're all popping into sort of, sort of uh, tardises and things. Um, so, yeah. So he. So we we have the, the the scenes that we have with Leo and Amanda are just divine, absolutely divine. Um, they work. They, the, the chemistry between the two of them really, really sparks. So we say, so Amanda arrives in an open top Mercedes, the heart to heart Mercedes, but it's white. Yeah. Um, Leo's not wearing very much, and the bending down in his Daisy Duke shorts. Yes, yes, and he looks amazing. It's like sort of, uh, sort of stroking his surfboard. I don't know. He had a wet rag on it or something. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he, was, he was waxing it or something. I don't. I don't. So know Amanda arrived, arrives all nice and perky with his sort of Leo surf shack. Oh, and a really like, crappily made Really sign, crappily. But, like, but yeah. bless her. Thanks for trying. I'd love to see what she did with the Tracy Island. What <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on blue beads. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, there was that year she set the house on fire with the Advent crown, but <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Apparently, they did actually always say it was flame through, <laughs> flame proof. Yeah. Uh, but in the 70s sort. and 80s, you could Everything get, was bloody sort of incendiary. Burned. Yeah, everything caught flames as soon as you looked at it. <laughs> flame proof, my, my goodness. So, they, so they're, oh, it's just lovely. I mean, they're very sparky. She's very happy. Um, and he's very, Leo seems very happy. He seems very jolly, which is fab. And they go out on some jet skis. Ooh. It's like, woo! And, and the bikes, I and mean, I had a jet ski at one point. And uh, you do surprise me. <laughs> I used it. So an absolute. You used it as an ash tree. <laughs> no, it no, an, no, no. It no. was an objet d'art in your in your back garden. Uh, I, it was just I had a big bonus, and I thought, all right. Uh, so I used to spend a lot of time in Aversock, and so friends had jet skis. So I thought, oh, I'll get a jet ski. That'd be great. And I nearly drowned my golf trying to pop it into the water uh, on the trailer because the, the golf sort of. Spun. Lost traction. Yeah, so there was water lapping up against uh, against the sort of the passenger window. Oh, Good job I didn't have a convertible golf like the lovely Avril. Um, and so I went on it twice. It was just too much faff. It was just like surprising yourself into a bloody wet zone. Yeah, I think that's the sort of thing that is, it's either part of your lifestyle, then it's worth having it, or it's not part of your lifestyle and it's probably not worth buying it on a whim. Just to see, nah, that's that's never going to work. Well, it's like buying a caravan just to see if you like the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or a canal boat. Or a canal boat. <laughs> well, we just have looked at see. canal boats. Um, yeah, but at least we said before we bought a canal boat, we'd we'd at least hire one. 
We had one for a day. That, was, a, yeah, that, was, a, that was an atrocious booze cruise yeah. with our little pals that drink too much. <laughs> yeah, Common theme. Yeah. Let's, let, <laughs> let's hope they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but if we, we would at least, I think we would we would hire a liveaboard for a decent period of time to see if we could actually tolerate each other's company in a small pumping out small the toilets space. and things because we actually do have quite a reasonably sized house, so we don't necessarily have to be in each other's <laughs> presence twenty four seven. Yeah, we've turned a four bedroom house into a one bedroom house. It's a one bedroom house. <laughs> so it might have it might have rooms, but they all have a function and a purpose. Yes, they do, and they're all lovely functions. They're all lovely. So, functions, um, but just, there's only bed. There's only a bed in one room. <laughs> yes, we've only got one bed. We've only got one bed. So, uh, um, so, but anyway, I had this jet ski. I used it twice, and he drowned my golf trying to put it into the water the second time, and then it just festered for a bit, and then someone offered me some money for it, and I just said, "Yeah, take it away," and that was it. Um, I. It, it, it was just a huge anxiety for the servicing and uh, ugh. no it, no it, it, that it, that did not give me happy happy joy joys um so anyway but anyway we have a lovely scene with leo and amanda um having out on the sort of the the estuary the solent uh having a jolly good time and amanda cannot ride this for toffee and she does lots of uh falling off it <laughs> But it was a really well, not, it was I'm really not, nice. I, I'm not I'm not one hundred percent. Well, Amanda seemed to have grown. It was actually it did, it definitely looked like Leo. Yeah, uh, Leo looks like he was having a jolly good time. Yeah, but Amanda, but whoever was Amanda, I'm not convinced it was Francesca Gonshaw on the back of that. No, I mean she was the, in the water. I think it was a stunt St- stunt double. double. Yeah, Amanda is quite petite, couple. and the person on the back of that jet was ski less petite. Was less petite, although she was on the back with Leo, uh, clinging on for dear life. She was her acting talents really came in there. So, but I do love Amanda, so it's very yeah. very lovely. But it's that whole classic acting thing, isn't it? Can you can can you ride a horse? Yes, I can ride a horse. Yes. Can you ride a, a jet ski? Oh yes, I'm, I'm I was never off them as a child. Well, I I actually auditioned for Hollyoaks, and they asked if I could ride a motorbike. I said, yeah, sure. A play guitar. Yeah. To be fair, mo- motorbike, you could probably get away with with a couple of lessons. Guitar, mm, not so much. I, mean, I, I, not, I have been on a motorbike a few times as a kid. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like little motocross things. Yeah. Well, um, I used, I used to, to, to ride a horse in the fun fair. Does that count? <laughs> You was it on the carousel? Yeah. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, I used so. to ride a teacup as well. Does that, Does that count? The talents of no, are no oh, ending. Yeah. Absolutely, you, you're just you haven't even begun to tap the depth of of my of, of my talent. So anyway, moving swiftly on. So the Amanda Leo story. So that's it's really lovely, and there, there's real chemistry there. Fabulous, fabulous, and fabulous. it looked warm, and it looked warm. Yes, because uh, other which people is were in shorts. Surprising for for how it always looked blurby, freezing. Well, that but. was episodes one. That was series two, one and two. That was when they were like trialing it out. And but I think by the time series one had hit, as I say, they'd commissioned season two, but the popularity got really big. It's because the actress that um, what's her name? Charles? Is it Tracy Charles? That plays Lynette, uh, Lynn, uh, yeah, Lynn. Um, she said after series one went out, her and her mum went on a shopping trip, 
and they were constantly being stopped so you really it really hit home how popular it was but i think they had the budget for series one and then they recommissioned series two and then had that budget and it just it went stratospheric for so after the sort of like series one but the budget was set for two but for three they've obviously massively upped up the budget yeah um, i'm not i'm not quite sure what that's got to do with the weather being better though. because unless, they unless that, they, because they, they paid they, to have the sun towed a little bit closer well no i think budget. i think when they, they, because they were they were doing it in in a in a better summer month so it would look glossier because i think previously it was look it looked very early spring like and they were trying to pass it off as summer um, so I think they were filming because again on series on the later series um, they had people that were on tours around there they were going on as a holiday destination to where Howard's Way was filmed and that's I say and it was holiday season when they were actually physically filming to get the weather and the aesthetic and everything and in fairness it works really well yeah. well they must all i can say is they must have had a very very quick turnaround to, to go from filming in the summer to start to showing the series in the autumn hmm. i think i think they probably did a lot of the um that the filming studio based at pebble mill whenever um and then they had a finite period of time to do the yeah. outside well they would shots. definitely have had a fixed period of time to do the location work because that's that's how television worked. But I mean, because you can see, then. you can see with Leo, his tan, his, his tan, his tan is definitely slightly more mahogany in the outdoor sets, the outdoor um, yeah. scenes, rather than the the indoor scenes, which are meant to be <laughs> on the same episode. So mm, it's yeah. like it's like when season one ends and season two starts, suddenly everyone's got new hairstyles. Of course, if anyone is listening to this and has has real has a real insight into the the production, the actual production, that'd be really lovely. We'd be really interested to to know that because we are purely guessing. Yeah, purely. Well, guessing. It, I've, 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 I've watched I have watched. I have googled of, it. To, I have strenuously. I have watched quite a few interviews with the 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 Howard's Way cast and everything, which are available. Yeah, but you can't believe a word they say. Anyway, I believe anyway, everything. This, is, this everything. is real. This is like a really, really boring subject. So, so anyway. I would get back so to let's move on. Way. So anyway, so Leo, the Leo Amanda storyline. They're having a jolly good time. Blah blah. Oh, Lamanda, as I as I as I have decided this minute to call them. Lamanda. 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 It sounds like a. Or Leo. Leo Mander. Isn't that a Pokemon or something? I don't know. Is it small and orange with fur? No. Lamanda. Lamanda. It sounds like a bad James Bond villain. Ah, Mr. Lamanda with three nipples. That was Scaramanga. Confusing. But anyway, their storyline, it's it's actually really quite quite lovely and it's all jolly 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 and you think oh wow leo's really hit home and then amanda's dad turns up saying uh amanda is actually engaged to be married and has a fiance and uh and leo goes all sulky well that's that's his kind of because default, because daddy default position because daddy's they said right whatever you spent on this i'll give you the money plus 500 500 pounds oh sorry even even in the 80s oh no 500 pounds is a decent wedge of money um but Essentially, you'd have essentially. thought, is, is your daughter not worth yeah. more than well, like five thousand? Maybe, yeah, but not five hundred. That, that is the equation. That is this extra five hundred pounds is to compensate you for 
for never seeing my daughter again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's quite a lot of old-fashioned values in this episode. But the thing is, Amanda's dad does actually look really very young. So did did he or is Amanda conceived when the, when he was sixteen? It just seems a bit. You know what? Uh, it happens. I know, but not we're not we're not necessarily in, in not, in Tarrant, of, not, not in Tarrant. Not in Tarrant. No, no, yeah. it doesn't. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, maybe in foreign parts. So this this one so this episode gets wrapped up sort of with their storyline with Leo sulking on the on, on the on the shoreline. Amanda coming up and said, "Well, I was keeping my options open, but I've made my decision." And then their heads meet, and then I mean their the, heads meet. Well, it's means like well, their, their foreheads meet. Right, okay. And it's like oh, <laughs> not, well, not the Leo nuts of one. It says, <laughs> yeah. so, "Screw you, I'm off, love." Yeah, and I'm keeping the speed yeah. bikes. They're they're motorbikes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's slightly questionable, really, uh, just how reliable um, Amanda <laughs> might actually turn out to, to be. be. Yeah, well, it's it's the first, it's the first like uh, red flag sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's a bit of a red flag. But she is she. To be fair, she is very very different. She's very she's a breath of fresh very air. Very different, certainly to, 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 to Abby. To Abby. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine having Abby on the back of a, uh, of a jet ski with a no. with a salt with a, with a sulky yeah. frown with no. the with the kids from the adventure playground watching no. from, from from the beer. <laughs> no. no, Abby would be huddled up in a duffel coat on the, on the sulky sea, with, on with, the with a thermos flask, yeah. a flask of weak tea. Yes. <laughs> in later episodes, of course, she'd be doing something very glamorous with involving photography, but yes. that's not now. No, in fact, she's not that. even in the country. Why are we talking about Abby? She's not even. No, in the it's, country. it's the Le- it's the, the the Leo Abby storyline, which is always the true love story, which has come to an end for yeah. now. Yes. Spoilers. Spoilers. So. Um, so We've got scenes with Jan because Jan's obviously been given all this money. Now I don't know is this money that is it being given as a grant where they have to pay it back or is it a loan? No, grants it, don't need to be paid back. Is it a grant that she's Loans got or is it a loan? My understanding, just from previous episodes, was it was it was some sort of loan and it will have to be paid back. But that's. Cute. Yeah, but she's, okay, so even if you got a loan, you don't. Have to like, well, I'll go and spend this here, this here. I'll buy this. So they, she, she gets. Well, it sounds like it does sound like all the cash has been transferred into her bank. Even though we're not sure about that, because that was a question that Ken asked later in the episode, uh, for his own nefarious reasons. But she does seem to be very free and easy, and have chunks of cash readily, readily available. So it does sound like Sir Edward's money has been. It, at the very least, partially transferred with with no s- yeah. strings attached, mm. which is not generally speaking how, how schemes of this nature no. work. But me, not that, it's, not, it's, not, not, it's normally drizzled in in sort yeah, of in and you have to up. and you have to apply for each tranche and you have to demonstrate what you're going to do with the money and and you know there's usually some form of security involved blah 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 etc 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 but this is doesn't but this was the 80s this was this was, cow- was cowboy cowboy territory then who knows it might wild be west very different uh, yeah it's the wild west of tarrant <laughs> west of tarrant that's where um yeah that's where charles and edward have their have their mansions west of tarrant 
the wild west. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, she goes into this the, the, to look at this, this rental space, and it's god awful. I mean, it's it's like, it's oh, god it looks awful. very. So she's like, she's like, it's very. Oh, it's very exclusive, and it, no, looks, it looks like, like it looks like a market. Well, there's know? a shop selling kiss me quick cuts. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. <laughs> it was, a, and they've got an extra with his mouth wide open. Gawping. Yeah, they must have. A, the director must have said, oh, just, "Don't move. I just want you to sit there and gawp." <laughs> yes, it was, yes he, look gormless look gormless yes. oh he does that really well next yeah. to a carrier bag so she goes into this really miserable thing which is like oh this looks lovely yes I'll take it I'll get the paperwork drawn up yeah. but I'll offer £25,000 for a three year blah 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 blah, 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 blah and he was blah, like blah, blah. why would you it looks friggin vile so, oh it's very exclusive yeah. and I, I'm so, I'm sorry I just refuse to believe that even in Tarrant they were commercial uh, leases Agreements can be done in a oh, even even the extras there. You say that so, as they were leaving the boutique, uh, someone was wheeling in one of these 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 like you know, these really cheap fold up pram things with like shopping bags from the from the, from the, yeah. the, the things. Yeah. No, th- this is like this this is the equivalent of little. <laughs> so, this is this is not. Boutique other, country. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, other 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 discount retailers, other discount retailers are available. Quick save. Yeah, well, that's probably around. That was around at that or time. At the wasn't time, it? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. more like it's like a quick save yeah. or. A but of course, on the, the other the other side of that coin is that if they did actually go into the ins and outs of of the inevitably protracted uh, commercial lease negotiations. That it would be, be frightful. It would be frightful. So anyway, she said. So oh, let's just fast forward it so, all. And, and then she asked this estate agent. The estate agent was actually very estate agent like. What you mean? I mean, they did cast. They cast the estate agent, and we say, like, "Yep, he does." He, he comes. It was written by someone that had that's familiar with, <laughs> with estate, estate agents. I, I can say that with hand on heart as an estate agent. Uh, so, uh, and he says, "Oh yes, well, there's this new development that's coming up. It's very exclusive. Yeah. Well, get me a brochure." No, no, that's not that's that's, that's, the, that's what he, that's what that's, he says. That, that is what he says. That is not the way because Jan brings it up first and says, "Oh, I believe that you are the agent for the marina, marina. development." So it 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 comes from Jan, not Would, from. Well, the she state she agent. asks. She asks. Have you got any other good, desirable locations? And then, and then, and then the, it goes into yeah, that one. So, but but anyway, I do but, well, I'm I not do splitting believe... hairs. I'm not splitting yes, hairs. Are. Yes, you are. So, uh, so, but You're spitting feathers. But anyway, so we have another scene with the estate agent, which goes into her sweatshop, um, where <laughs> where Anna Lee is saying, "Oh yes, I'm looking at doing some like more beading at this front. It's this like black T-shirt with." Some Swarovski, with some beads on it. <laughs> some beads on. It. Oh, that's like I look into a wrap and have an old ensemble. I just to go. Hmm, that's jolly good. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you sound unconvinced. Yeah. I say, and, I, and I thought about maybe rouging the the sleeves, and I like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I'm sure Sir John, Sir John Stevens, and the rest of the will be the suited Freire, me, the, the the Frere Grant and Loan Committee would be, be very impressed with the, with the beading that. and the ensemble and the rouge thing. Yes. Oh, Anna Lee probably to research this role. She watched a couple of episodes of the Clothes Show. <laughs> or the or the rag trade, if you're old enough to remember the rag. Oh, trade. who did that? Uh, Stephanie Stephanie Beecham in. The rag trade. No, I'm thinking of the sitcom with um, P. 
Peter Jones and Miriam Carlin. Oh, which no. w- was originally in the 60s in black and white, but then they revived it in the 70s in color for like for one okay. for one series. She, uh, Miriam Carlin played the shop steward and her catchphrase was everybody out. Oh really? Yeah. Right. Okay, fabulous. Yeah. Um, anyway, so moving swiftly. So the, anyway, on. the estate agent comes in and, and sort of brings the brochure, and Jan's the going, brochure. "Oh, this looks lovely." And he said, "Well, why is there no prizes?" And then he turns around and says, "Well, they they were actually wanting to vet to have the right type of person there," and uh, it was just like, "Oh." Um, and she's like interested. So, oh, wait, okay, yes. Yeah, so, and say, so, right, and, and the, the lovely person that's doing the vetting is Avril Rolf. Da, like, da, da. So, oh my gosh. Because we have another seat. We have a scene earlier in the episode with Avril and Charles wandering around this trading estate. Look at his Bless me. It's not COVID. I've had my three jabs. Um, Three jabs, Johnny. <laughs> Three jabs, Johnny. All Pfizer's, Pfizer'd up to... Pfizer'd up to... <laughs> the... No. Uh, You're just allergic to me. <laughs> 12 years married, love. Well, 12 years next year, isn't it? Marvellous. Um, <laughs> baker's dozen. That's 13, isn't it? Yeah. It's a normal dozen, not Baker's dozen. It's all a dozen. <laughs> I don't know what the 12th... Maybe it's the butcher's dozen. <laughs> so, but um, so uh, they're they're wandering around this este- this development and they're talking business bollocks. Where um, yeah, can I just can I just can I just sort of interject something? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's Avril starts off answering the phones and doing the typing at um, Mermaid Jars. Then she's catapulted as managing director of a boat building company, and now she's Relton. showing. Um, showing clients around marina developments. I mean, I mean, does everyone in Tarrant have to multitask? Like, of course. I mean, poor, I mean there was me thinking, poor Gerald. Ev- does, or does everyone who works for Charles Freer have to be prepared to turn <laughs> their hand to, to 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 anything? Well, next week we'll be Avril mopping the steps. <laughs> <and> <laughs> well, no, Avril is a, a, Avril, Avril is a professional independent lady. She drives a Volkswagen Golf, so that's natural. She uh, she's woman. She was Hear her, her roar. Uh, yes, uh, and she was a partner. She is a partner of the Mermaid uh, Yard. Which uh, may or may not be a subsidiary of Relton. We're not quite clear on that. And then she got transferred over to Relton for the boat building. So she's obviously a professional business lady. And then she's she's been made managing director of Relton because she's very, very good. And then she's doing more things on this other development. But she's obviously not very busy being the managing director of, well, yeah, a, of a large to, boat, to, to boat <laughs> building concern. And, then, and, and now she's doing viewings of the, of yeah, the marina, development. marina development. Pro- and vetting people to see if they're appropriate. I mean, come on, I'm prepared to suspend my disbelief, but I think it's being stretched to snapping point. If you're a a twang during the the recording of this podcast, then my disbelief has been uh, stretched beyond its its tolerance. Anyway, anyway, so so there's a slight bit of tension between... Jeanne and uh, uh, Avril. Uh, Avril. Uh, Avril. Uh, but they're, I, mean, they're, I mean, they're lovely. It was, a re- it was a really lovely scene. So Jeanne arrives at 
<laughs> the trading estate. It's, it, it does look like a nice business park, in fairness. Um, and walks up the steps. Yeah. Obviously, so, not in, not inside. We don't yeah. do inside shots. So, this is so very outside. So, so this place where she turns up, where is that? Is that the marina development? Yeah, that's, that's part of the business because the marina development's also got a business park. Okay. So, um, so they're meeting up at the business park where they've got part of these completed buildings, but obviously we don't have inside of these buildings. They meet up on the steps outside, and it's all about hello, Jan. Hello, Avril. Um, it's quite breathy. Like, uh-huh. and then just, yeah, I say, feel you should know. Yeah, as I feel yeah. you should know. So, and they, as they walk to her Volkswagen Golf, so obviously Jan seems to have gone gone through four vehicles from Series One. Yeah, Avril, Avril crashed them all. She's she's a terrible <laughs> she's, driver. She's she's, she's upgraded from driver. the initial MG Metro, <laughs> so, and now she's in some sort of Nissan coupe thing. But I think she had a couple of other vehicles in between that. But Avril has still got a sturdy, good Volkswagen convertible. Well, when you look at Avril, you just think sturdy. So she'd obviously be sensible. So she's she's not going to be a a, a Jan Howard flipperty gibbet and go (laughs) chopping in cars. Take that back. Jan is amazing. Jan center. No, she's going to stick with the tried and true and and some reliable runaround. I love I love my golfs. I had two. I, t- I didn't have a convertible. I always wanted a convertible. Well, I, I, I never had a golf. I did have a rather elderly polo at one point that used to, where the engine used to stop when you went round a roundabout, <laughs> um, and it made a terrible clanking sound if you went through a puddle. But apart from that, it was terrific. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I would so go for another golf. I love. And then, that. then I, I then we we sold it to a friend, who ended up. Putting it on its roof in a in a field. Oh dear! Because yeah. <laughs> the engine switch off going round a corner. <laughs> Oops! Oops! No, I say my golf. The second one, I nearly drowned while put while while while, while, well, when you, while, when while you, when mooring up a jet ski the, down a slit. Yeah. Skeet. yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, but it no, it ended it, on the rust proofing any good. It, no, it it, dra- it drove. The out thing about that. Volkswagens, I, as I certainly the. The older ones, I don't know about now, but the older ones were quite famous for being, for being sort of completely sealed. Mm. I mean, it, 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 nothing leaked. It didn't leak. Um, apparently, the convertible ones did have a tendency. Well, they would but, do if the water was lapping over the, <laughs> over the roof, <laughs> over the, over the, over the, over the doors. Well, I didn't have a convertible. I always wanted one, but I'm glad I didn't at that point because I would have probably had the roof down and I would have probably, like, oh dear. That would probably have been, have been inundated. That would have, been, that would have ruined the upholstery. Um, so, um, but yeah, so anyway, she, when they're getting into the, into the goal, she says, I think you should know, Tom and I are not together. <gasps> but there's no, there was no, like, reaction from Jan. It was like, they could have made more of that scene. Um Talking about scenes, we've got to oh. say, say, I know we're jumping around a little bit on this episode. There's a scene where... Which Anna, is not like us at all. Yeah, which Anna Lee arrives at the Howard house. Yeah, and, and we're thinking, what are the flipping eggs wh- going why on is, Why is Anna Lee at, at Jan's house? I've come to see Jan. And then, and, and, and then Kate says, oh, right, okay, well, do you want to come in for some tea? And so, let me take your coat. Oh, yes, yes, that'd be lovely. Um, and... I'd like to talk to her about something in confidence. Okay, this is a random person you've never met before. And why are you meeting Jan at her... Why are you going to meet up with Jan at her house when... Unannounced. Unannounced. When you work with her and you, you've, you've 
you're, you're sort of you're, you're sewing some diamante beads yeah. onto a t-shirt and rouging yeah. the things. Yeah. It just it just seemed a bit random. I think they they could have pre-done that with a scene where she meets up with Kate and Kate invites her around for a cup of tea. Because yeah. as far as we know, unless I'm mistaken, I'm Kate's sure you will correct me. Anna Lee has not met and Kate. Kate I've never met before. Um, and sh- she then chooses to unburden herself to it. It just didn't. It didn't ring true. There's a there's a, a word for that in storytelling. Oh, what's that? It's exposition. Yeah. So so basically, this was a way of giving us chunk of backstory. What's going on for Anna Lee in a scene that actually doesn't really make sense. A bit of a throwaway scene that will probably never be referred to. In, and the, the two characters might never meet well, again. Well, no, because they say that the, the, the scene is expedited, where I say, oh, you've arrived. It's, uh, it's, and then suddenly they're, they're seated straight down, yeah. and then the tea set's there, yeah. ready to be served. Paul, would you like tea? Would and like the would tea's like hot in the, in, the, in the teapot. Because I must admit, when, when Kate was ushering her to sit down, I was thinking, she's not going to offer any tea. That's not like that's not like Kate. And there's the teapot already laid out. Already there. Tea and two... And then, cups and, and then we have another scene uh, sorry, with with them from the same blocking section. And they're now, have moved from the living room with having tea with yeah. Anna Lee relacing her yeah. shoes. Did I, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I, 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 I wasn't sure. Sometimes, I will confess, sometimes, you probably gathered, I do, I, I, I do sometimes tune out a little bit if something interesting happens. But, it was, the it was like, but was there any conversation about, oh, but the laces on my shoes have busted or something. I mean, there might have been originally, and it was cut out for timing, but then, which actually happens more often than you you might think hmm. in TV shows, and then a later scene doesn't make any sense <laughs> because what's going on has been was referred to earlier, but what has so been they're cut going out. from the, from the living room. Um, they're suddenly in the kitchen, in the kitchen, with her relacing some shoes. Her shoes. She's, she's got. At least lo- got one shoe off, and 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 and, lo- and offloading information about having an arranged marriage yeah. with this guy from Hong Kong um, that a dad has arranged because he do- the father, His father is a is a fabric textile person, person and they can get cheap and fabric and blah blah. And she blah. says, "Well, I don't know if I love him. I don't know if I like him. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I've met him. I can't remember. <laughs> it's just like, mm. Mm. and then Kate says, "Would you like me to have a word?" Oh yes, what? really? No, <laughs> Sorry. No, she, she, no, she doesn't say that. She says, "I need to sort out my. I need to sort out my feelings for for him. for James. Was it James or no, no, no? no James no. is Gerald's lover. All right, okay. You mean he's his friend? His friend. Yes. Well, we'll yes. get to that. One. We'll get to that in a minute. No, uh, you, yeah. So, uh, so, 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 is saying, "I need to sort out my feelings for the person whose name I now can't remember who she's supposed to be marrying." Um. And, uh, yeah. just, it, no, so I just, that just didn't. It, it just ring. didn't really. It doesn't that ring didn't true. Ring, ring true. It just felt like here. We, here's a good opportunity. We need. Well, we need. We need to create this storyline to 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 dump a whole load of backstory, and this is how we'll do it. We'll we'll gen. We'll create a a really quite unrealistic scene with Kate, just so that we can get all this and and give Kate something to do in the yeah. So. In in the in the episode because she doesn't really have very much. Well, she's the shop to girl do. at Perry Plue. Well, she doesn't seem to go in very often. Well, well she's only she's only ever there when they film a scene. Otherwise, she's <laughs> yeah, it's she's, not this. She's been, <laughs> otherwise, she's been this the this sort of Mother Earth. <laughs> 
every every <laughs> Oh, there's, no, no, there's no Claude Dupont originals left. They're all sold out. Polly's Polly's wardrobe is a burdensome. Which brings us nicely along to Polly. Woo! Ooh. We see an outdoor scene with yeah, Polly. This Polly's is a very outdoory episode, isn't there it? Is. There, there, there is a lot of lot of um, outdoor scenes. And nobody, Gerald nobody and seems to go inside. Very Gerald much. and Polly's outdoor furniture is much better than Charles's yacht plastic yacht furniture. Yeah, I wonder. If they, I wonder if they borrowed it from whoever actually owns the the, the house. house. That house is absolutely stunning. I have actually, it was actually, I've actually seen the right move thing for that house. Because it was up for sale, it wasn't it? It was up for it? sale, absolutely stunning. But Did the, it sell? Do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, it sold. I think it was up for 1.4 million. This well, was some time ago, so it's probably a lot more. Well, that was now. when 1.4 million was, was worth a lot, a lot yeah. of money. That's, that's, that's like our wine, Not bottle, like, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just. We've, we've, we've lost more than that down the side of the sofa. <laughs> it's always a nightmare to move now. It's like <laughs> it's all those gold bullion down the back of the I sofa. Know. I know you should really be more careful with. It's your like gold an episode bullion. of the Italian Job where it's like dangling off a cliff on the back of a lorry. Um, so, <laughs> um, so they have a, there's a really lovely scene, very nice tender scene where Polly um, is having a conversation with Gerald. Gerald says his friend. James. James. James something. James something or other. Yeah. And the painter. A, 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 and, and Polly says, well, do you want him to come and stay here? Uh, it can keep me company. Um, so it's been very, very uh, yeah. uh, that is a really, really lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely. So Polly sister. is offering an olive branch. Unfortunately, then Gerald takes it and hits her over the head with it. Yeah, she said, "Oh no, no!" I've, so he's going. It, it, I'm sending him. I'm, sa- he's, he's, I'm he's, sending he's, him to America. To, sending him to America because for a new treatment, and and then sort of Polly says, "Oh, right. So are you paying for the flight? Yes. Are you paying for the treatment? Yes. How much is it going to cost?" Uh, and then she's like, mm. and and "Who like, is who is this? Who is this person? It's James, the painter. James, James. What does he do? He's a painter." And she said, "Oh, it's it, James." I have his landscape in our living room. I thought I discovered him, but Uh, clearly clearly you were you were in there first. So, so at least we know the name of uh, Gerald's friend. Friend, Um, friend, friend, the chums, chums. Yes, the good, the good good chums, good friends. Go way back. Yes, they had a two bedroom flat in a spare bedroom (laughs) (laughs) together. Way back when, good chums. So I mean, that was a really, really nice sense of scene. And I think for BBC to run with that type of storyline on prime time um, is really, is very good for the for, for the whole sort of situation of, of the period of the age of consent and all that sort of thing. Uh, and Gerald is obviously still a bit stressed. It's not as sort of like, as discombobulated as he was in the last episode, but he snaps at Gerald. Uh, Gerald snaps at um, Charles. Yeah. And Charles... Charles then arranges to meet up with Polly, which is their first scene ever since the whole debacle with the Abby's Your Daughter thing from last series. And uh, and sort of he's asking, oh, what's it? Is, is he okay? Uh, is there anything I can do? Um, well, you know what, Charles? Here's what, here's what you can do. You can stop expecting Gerald to be an accountant, a solicitor, a project manager, an engineer, all the while, constantly on a plane to and from Zurich, Zurich. which we have evidence he went to Zurich because he, he had a plazzy bag with um, <laughs> duty free from Zurich on it. <laughs> so, but Polly is really, really good, and she says, 
uh, is there anything I can do? Are you going to tell me what's wrong? And I said, no, I'm not. But it should be resolved in a few weeks' time. Um, and she's, she's very... That, I think that was a great scene. And it really shows, even though Polly's been sort of... Uh, Polly is a bit of a Marmite character for some, but I love her because she was, I mean, she's reined it in a little bit. She's gone a bit needy, but I think this is the Polly from the original series when they were having a really... There were some really good scenes with Polly and Gerald where they were good mates. Um, yeah, we've not had much of that. No, recently. but I mean, there was a really nice the, the, the scene with Polly and Gerald in the in the garden outside their lovely gorgeous house um, was lovely, and Polly's like really standing up. But I think Polly's very underused in this series. Where previously she was all very jolly. It seems like Jan jolly dropped Polly. Her. So, so yeah, but hey, I would have thought she would have been sort of hoodwinking round to Kate. To, for some motherly advice and stuff because Kate's offered that olive branch and she's just like, well, I'm all holed up in this big palatial, palatial house and I've interior designed the living room into into, into oblivion. I, what do I do now? <laughs> so, but anyway, so Charles is, Charles is, um, is, is put in his place by both Gerald in this episode and Polly, which is very good. But there's yes. no mention of Abby. Why but, would there be? Well, because it's their daughter. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Abby, so. who Abby, she's Abby in America, who? out of sight, out of yeah. mind, Jonathan. Out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. Abby, yeah, what was that? Person? Well, she yeah. was mentioned in the first have episode. You, there was, there's not even a have you heard from Abby? Or no. how's Abby? Well, we had well, the first episode, we had sort of Leo going all maudlin because he's got a picture of Abby, Polaroid of Abby and the baby. And Gerald says to, to, to Polly, So, uh, you're obviously just missing missing Abby. And I think, No. no not really. <laughs> so, so Abby's a little bit you, of a disappointment you in can, that You couldn't stand her when she was there, so you're probably not missing her that much. <laughs> uh, but I say that out loud. <laughs> so the other storyline we've got is the uh, Charles and Edward sort of. It's just all the business bollocks where. I don't know why Edward wants to get in so into business with Charles. Well, uh, or, so or what he, I th- what, this is this is what I think. This is my interpretation. So, so Edward, Sir Edward, is clearly feeling guilt, some kind of f- fatherly guilt towards the way that you know Charles was brought up, etc., etc. So, I think he genuinely wants to, possibly even just you know to to bring Charles into his business and presumably leave leave him the business and his will so so charles will take take over the the family business etc etc but he seems to want to do, be trying to do it in a really really terrible an underhand way. way yeah so he's trying to force charles into into his business by trying to find a way to ruin his charles's own business yeah and it, it all seems very cat. It's, it's like all convoluted and pointless, really. So, and it's a bit boring. Yeah. So, Sir Edward is trying to buy into the consortium, consortium in Zurich, and and teaching Charles a lesson, so that presumably he will come running to to Daddy, uh, all contrite and so on. And I just, you know, think: Do you actually know your own son? 
No, obviously all. not. So clearly not. Um, and then, so we've we've seen a little bit. We were informed a bit of from Edward's perspective um, when Edward and Jan are having dinner over this massive dining table. Um, we thought, right, you don't sit at a absolutely huge dining table where there's just two. If of you're you. just dining for two, then you, you then you're probably going to have it in a slightly yeah, more you, you, you know, intimate setting, not the massive. You have it in a morning room. You don't have it in the formal dining room. But they do that to, to, to say, oh, who's that? Is it that very glamorous woman? So there's like this really stunned-looking portrait above this massive fireplace. So, oh, that was my wife. It was lovely for the first year. Then Charles came along, and then she didn't and like my business, my, my business things. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. And then that's when, it, so Jan sort of says, oh, my divorce came through. And she said, how do you feel? I say, I'm not sure. And so, oh, okay, fair enough. So it's just like, oh. Um, so so it's, it's as though Jan is like saying, well, I'm now free and, free and available. In a sort of a roundabout, flirty-girty sort of way. Um, however, there was an absolutely lovely scene between Jan and Tom. So the divorce has come through, um, and Jan arrives at the at the mermaid yard into the yacht room or whatever, wherever that Tom is currently holding up, and with a bottle of champagne, not a vintage one, she says. And uh, yeah, just so. as well, given how poorly treated that that champagne <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, first of all, there's Tom trying to you know doing the whole kind of uh, racing car yeah boom winner <laughs> way, which is a terrible, <laughs> terrible way to to open a fine sparkling wine. wine. They then tip them into so it's a to, to highball tumblers or or something. Yeah, like that. that's just equally atrocious. Just terrible, terrible, uh, terrible, 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 terrible. Um, so Some people just don't deserve champagne, in my opinion. Yeah, so I mean, they have a really lovely scene where Jan says, Look, I can offer you some money because in an earlier scene with Tom and Jack, they talk about who they can pay, who they can't pay, um, and they flip a coin about who they should pay. They, they can delay one person, there's these other two other two people. We have to work out which one to pay. They flip a coin to see who they're going to pay. And because it sounds like Jack's been in this situation before, yeah. Speaking of Jack. We've not mentioned that the 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 whole episode opens with um, with a gorgeous wooden with, boat with Jack and um, Bill uh, sailing having a jolly on the wooden, a, yeah, Caroline Doodah Watson Car- yeah Caroline double barreled um, wooden boat oh. and it looks absolutely lovely it looks absolutely stunning but also the Jack's wearing a flying fish yeah it must have borrowed it from, must have borrowed it from from, from Tom from Tom he left his own I don't know yachting coat yeah does it have a technical name i don't i don't know but oh, it uh, does oh. but anyway so, yeah. so he must have left his cagoule at home <laughs> uh, even though it is just right next door to the, the yard but anyway so so it must have just been handy and he took it off the peg and it looks all right in it but uh, you see flying fish very into the, then we go Whatever happened? Where the is fl- the flying, flying fish? fish? Well, it's in the opening episode. <laughs> where is it? Well, it's owned by Avril, but we don't know where it where is. Because there've been fl- there've been sailing the sailing scenes that we've seen have been with the Barracuda, which I think was the Barracuda was actually a yacht that was actually launched on Howard's Way yeah. as a Howard's Way boat, but it yeah. also was also launched at the same time, and that really got lots. Of, Howard's Way got a lot of people. Oh, sailing! That seems like very glamorous, and so people were buying the Barracuda model. 
uh, of boat in real life, which is quite interesting. Um, so yeah, so I mean that so so they're they're building the similar boat for the admiral. We don't see the admiral in this episode. I uh, can't remember when we next see him actually. Um, but so they're so the business or the Lynette catamaran. We're introduced to a new character because Tom has got his BBCB computer out. Boop, 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 yeah. yeah, looks like he's about to load up Manic Miner. Yeah. Um, no, well, I mean, when he was looking at the 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 boat schematics, uh, it just reminded me of playing Elite on, oh, that, that on was the, the ZX intergalactic, intergalactic trading, trading game. Yeah, I wasn't played... there like a twenty thousand pound of sort of a reward for those anyone that completed it or something? I wouldn't know. I never got never got that never <laughs> got that far. Uh, no, I was I, I had many a happy lunchtime with a school friend, playing playing elite as being what was it, Cap Commander Jameson or what, I can't remember the name of the of the of the of the character that you played, but it it definitely put me in mind of going into hyperspace <laughs> with all these lines, you know, like line graphics. So apparently, apparently, with some of the photos that they've got, it does look like there's been an impact. An impact, not a structural problem. So an impact has caused the the what's it, uh, the, the sinking, um, and they haven't got pictures of yeah. another piece because that's been lost. So they can't verify. So he goes to some sort of science lab and meets a new character called Emma. So he picks up the phone and phones a, a I don't know, Tarrant University, yeah. shall we say, Depart- <laughs> Department of Ships. Shipping and ships, technical ships. Ship science. <laughs> Explains, oh yes, you've, it's Tom Howard from the Mermaid Yard and presumably the the person on the other end of the phone knows goes, exactly who he is. Oh, I know, I know who you are. I've read all about your troubles in the newspaper that you built that boat that then sunk. <laughs> yes, well, I, I, who's, and I need to speak to your best person. And it was Emma. Okay, yeah. Emma. How do you spell that? E M M. Emma. Who? How do you spell that? W H O. Anyway, so we 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 trip off to to Tarrant University. Where she looks like like a tight like a, a computer science lab at school. And she's like typing very very poorly, very poorly typing on a. And they have a quite a, a, a sort of, Although Emma's going to be a bigger character, um, it was quite a flat scene really, where she's a bit sniffy and said, "Well, he says, well, how long it's going to be? It's quite urgent." I said, "Well, so you want a good job." Yeah. <laughs> and that was but, it. But then uh, the officer, uh, sort yeah, of, Tom, Tom, really rather bizarrely, apropos nothing. Ups the, ups the scales by saying, "If you do a good job, I'll buy you the most expensive meal that ever. you've ever had in your life." And of course, he knows absolutely nothing about her, so she might have eaten in the world's most expensive <laughs> restaurant. I mean, it was just, it just, it just, it just seems like a really bonkers scene. It, it was just an odd, it was an odd note, odd, odd uh, note to say that to someone that you've you've, you've really just met, met for the first time. I, it was just a bit. It was it was a little bit that was a little bit bonkers, um, but they so Jan and uh, Tom after the in, inefficiently opened a bottle of champagne non vintage and t- poured it into tumblers and like so who, what should we what should we toast? Let's toast Emma. 
who's going to hopefully get me out of this pickle. Just, yeah. and, and Tom graciously declines the offer of money that Jan's offered to, to lend him. Presumably um, that's Sir Edward Frere's money that she's offered yeah, she, online. Yeah. yeah, I've got his money. I've got a shitload of money. There's no audit I know what to do with. Yeah, yeah, there's no auditing on, on any of this money. I can do what I like with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying a new, a new car tomorrow. Yes. I'm buying a Bentley. <laughs> All my friends have them, All my so friends I'm going to have Bentley. one. <laughs> so, um, so they have a scene where it's like, oh, right, okay, that's uh, sort of like, so the money's there and the offer's open there for money. So it's just good. So they've got a break glass in case of emergency cash fund. Um, so now we're going to go on to the, the fizzly part of the episode, which we, we avoided. The fizzly, like. fizzly part. So, um, so I mean, we've not forgotten Sarah. this. this, 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 this week. <laughs> well, because this cliffhanger is, is, is even bigger than last week's cliffhanger. Yeah. And we have to mention this. Okay, that's the end of the episode. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the uh, the the Sarah and Ken. Uh, Sarah's obviously very upset, um, thinking that like, what's going to happen. I don't want to leave my husband. And Ken gets his nose put out of joint because because she says it says he's better than you. Um, but say, but Ken has certain qualities she admires, but her <laughs> husband has more qualities. Yeah. Yeah, she prefers. Yeah, I mean, c- c- let, uh, come on, come on. Let's let's just let's just think about this. There, there's Ken uh, going. I don't want to lose my business partner, and there's Sarah. I don't want to lose my husband. Well, on really, the pair of you, you are the architects of your own downfall. Yeah, in exactly. This. What the heck did you expect to happen? How did you think this was all going to play out? Yeah, I mean, really, the pair of them need to grow up. Yeah, yeah, grow or, up, or at least do something about their impulse control, especially that Kane Masters. He is, he is. Oh, I like. He's Ken. awful as far as impulse control yeah. goes. He's he's very much need it, want it, will have it. Um, and meanwhile, Sarah's dressed like a librarian. Well, she's like a librarian. Obviously, safari. That, obviously, <laughs> her her her. Her dress sense has been affected by her her emotional her emotional stress. stress. So she, she's yeah. determined just to wear beige in this episode. Yeah. So she <laughs> obviously wears the marketing beige. budget went on Polly's lovely top. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, Sarah. We've just got beige for you. So, yeah. So reflecting your inner turmoil. So meanwhile, at Leisure Cruise, the Scottish guy that's got the, that new the Lynx boat. Um, is very impressed because the links Africa, <laughs> links Africa, yes, pubescent mm. mm. boys across the country love it. Um, so um, he, uh, so the Scottish chap has come in and said, "Oh, how's he doing? How are you doing with the boat? Well done, and you win." Uh, Ken says, "Oh, right, yeah, I've sold twelve of them so far, and I've got quite a lot of interest from other people." And uh, the the chap says. All oh, right. Unfortunately, I can't. We can't sponsor you for other races because Relton have sponsored this big race thing, so it would be a conflict of interest and everything. And Ken thinks that maybe Mark has. Well, the the question then becomes: so, so Charles has negotiated an exclusive deal with whoever is organising this series of races and. Uh, for for sponsorship because he's got this the Marauder and cl- and then Ken immediately assumes that Mark's been that Mark's t- mentioned it because how else would you know and why would why would Charles have negotiated an exclusivity but actually when you think about it negotiating exclusivity is precisely the sort of thing that Charles would do whether he knew about 
this other sponsorship deal or, or not. Can't I can't imagine Charles wanting to to share no, to share a podium no, with, with another with another boat boat no. manufacturer. So, uh, so I mean, Ken says that to Sarah that riles Sarah up a bit. Sarah's trying to find Mark and has phoned Portugal and he's not been turned up there. He's phoned his friends, not turned up there. He's phoned not his even club. at his club. Not even his club. God knows what his club is. It Scout Club or <laughs> the Chess Club. Yeah. <laughs> Tart Working Men's Club. <laughs> yes. A conservative club. Um, That's probably more likely. Arranged <laughs> yes. a social soiree in a pandemic. Marvelous. Um, so, um, so, and then it's just like, oh, oh why, oh, why, oh, why? And then um, Mark turns up in his like little MGB over top sports car. And uh, as if nothing, as if nothing's happened. Nothing's oh, hello, happened. yes, I've been doing hello. lovely, lovely things, and blah 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 blah. Been, uh, on a, been on a buying trip or selling trip, and yes. blah blah blah. Yes, you know what sales are like. Blah blah blah. And um, Ken tries to broach the subject, and Mark brushes him off and says, "I'd rather not talk about that at the moment, if you don't mind, Ken." Take my wife home. I want to spend some saucy time with the sexy the time with the missus. Um, and they you know, they make an assignation to go and do some speed trials on his speed on the speedboat at ten o'clock in the morning, and then we cut to they they whiz off in the sports car, and then we cut to the final scene of the whole episode, which is all very dramatic, where they're on this motor launch um, with binoculars and this and speed, speed gun, gun. and. Um, Sarah says, well, so Ken asks us, did he say anything? He said, no, he's not said a thing. Didn't didn't broach the subject, didn't do anything. He said, well, it may not have been him. I said, I'm sure it was him. So anyway, the speedboat goes up and we have lots of scenes of the speedboat getting up, follow the speed, going around this boy and everything. And then the speed and they say, oh, he's going really well. He's doing really well. And he's getting very close to this boy. And then yeah. the last scene, so he's doing like, like going from like 20, uh, was it 29 and it goes up to 30 and then it's 30. Uh, th- and then it goes to 40, 41. And then Sarah goes, no! And then Mark drives the speedboat into a boy. Yeah, and there's a big that, that's, a, that's a marine device, right? not a small child. <laughs> not a small child, Just yes. to be clear. Oh, yes. It's a, yeah. um, and then there is the massive explosion. So it's the speedboat, which is, seems to be made out of balsa wood and explodium. Yeah. And it's like, boom! Yeah. And I was like, Wow, because that that was quite a good episode. But then again, Mark was a really boring character. Yeah, so I can only assume that that, that Mark had a an, an an Acme explosive device that he lit the fuse on at some point for it for the boat to explode in such a, a dramatic fashion. fashion. Yeah. Otherwise, it must have been made of explodium. Yeah. Well, then anyway, again, the thing is, the speed belt with that one—it's all at the back, so it would it would probably cause a massive dent. It wouldn't go up like that. But in reality, things tend not to explode dramatically. In real, no. in real life, things don't, no. unless they're actually been wired with explosives, which, oh, that would have been an interesting plot twist. Uh, so, and it's also really interesting with regards to the production values, because we've mentioned this when we were just finished watching it. Um, and I said, well, when Lynn fell off the pier on... Uh, episode, yeah. at the end of, end of we series had a fade one, to black yeah, fade to black, silence. and it was silence before we went into the scene. Uh, this one it was like exploding, like 
Woo! Boom! Da, there we go. I was like, yeah, yeah, that wasn't it. Well, <laughs> that, obviously, we weren't not, meant to be that invested in that character. Obviously, we weren't mourning um, <laughs> the loss of Mark. Mark particularly. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, oh well, dear. he's dead now. Oh well. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. He so could've... Ken and Sarah can be having it off left, right, and centre. Yeah, no but do you gonna... think that's going to happen? No, she I don't. Guilty. Yeah, I guilty don't think as that's charged. Gonna happen. So that was the end of that lovely. Well, it's episode. not quite the end of the. Well, right. it's the end of the episode. But the, the the thing I alluded to earlier was that when Sarah walks in, Ken's on the phone, talking to someone, asking lots of questions about the money that Jan has got from Sir Edward Frere. Asking questions about has she received all of it? Is it in stages? Are there strings attached? And of course, Sarah hears. Uh-huh. All of all of that, uh, and then Ken hurriedly hangs up the, the phone. phone. So, mm, yes. Mm, well, Ken, Ken, Ken is Ken is quite invested Ken in Jan. Ken and Jan. Jan, because there is a there is a frisson there. Yeah, mind you, it's a it's a it's a good job that their relationship didn't really. Because what would what would we call them? I mean, we can call. I mean, there's Ken and Sarah, so that would be what. Canera. Canera, Ken. No. Okay, let, let, let's not um, mix the. Let, let's, uh, but 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 Ken and Jan would be sort of Kajan. Jen. Can. Jaken. Can. Can with a K. No, because just... I've decided that I'm going to um, name all the relationships. In, no, let's, let's... from now on. <laughs> no, let's not. So be warned. <laughs> no, very wrong. Very very wrong. So anyway, so that's the end of this episode. The end of, and we haven't missed anything proper, out. I don't think the proper end of the episode, and I don't believe. Obviously, I'll press stop. And they go. Oh, we should have said that on our. This on is our antique dust from um, the picture. Open, <laughs> open reel tape that we're recording this on, um, and then we'll go. Oh, bar last. Oh, oh well. Oh, bar stewards. We forgot uh, to yeah. to mention this really really important thing, but I don't think we have. No, I think, I think we, we've I think, managed. I think to, we've ringed out all the gorgeous. It's all ru- we've it's wrung it out. out the flannel is now dry. Yeah. So anyway, dear listeners, um, we have the and we have the um the Howard's Way T-shirt, which is on the antiques antiquedust.co.uk which you're actually, actually I'm wearing, actually wearing my wearing antique, my Howard, antique dust Howard's, Howard's Way, Way t-shirt, t-shirt which is delightful uh, yeah, amazing yeah. Um, and, and good news is that we've not received any cease and desist letters <laughs> from, from, from the BBC well, it's not a brand is it well <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so fingers, fingers crossed Woo-hoo! that so, they don't care anymore. But you can follow us on all and uh, all social media platforms. Are the good ones are uh, Antique Dust. Um, and uh, if you feel free to inbox us, that'd be lovely. So until the next, episode, I think we're going to have another episode before Christmas. Yeah, of course. Be, this being a podcast, you you might be listening to this in the middle of middle in the of middle summer. of summer. In which case our references to Christmas won't make sense. Unless you're in Australia, then they will make sense. But then it just gets very confusing. So, anyway. Uh, Anyway, it's farewell from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye.